Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today, I'm here with Mulrad. Hello. <laughs> so, you were born in Brisbane, right? Yeah. Were your parents born there as well? Yeah. Oh, what do they do? Um, Dad does one of those really vague corporate jobs that I yeah. always try and explain, but I never end up just <laughs> so vague and corporate. Yeah, and Mum's got a writing background, but she's not working at the oh, moment. Oh, so you got your like creative side more from her then? Actually, Dad's from a journalist. Like they both oh. have a journalistic background, mm-hmm. but aren't doing that right now. Yeah. What kind of music did they play in the house when you were growing up? Um, I remember listening to the OC soundtrack. And like Jackson Five and heaps of disco stuff, and yeah. um, also like Johnny Cash, and um, yeah, they were—they're the main ones that I can think of, and lots of country music as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you describe the kind of house and environment that you grew up in? Um, so it was like—it's my little sister. Oh look, at that. that dog is so cool out the window. Oh, yeah. um, my little sister and my dog and my mum and dad when I was little mm-hmm. and then my parents separated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was like at times a horrible, horrible place to live. Mm. <laughs> like it was just not good. Yeah, what age were you when you were going through Just that? like all through my teens. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess music was kind of something that you like fell back on. Or yeah, like it was. It was you. Yeah, exactly. How would you describe yourself back then growing up? Um, really, like, similar to myself now, except not as confident. Mm. So I think, like, very kind-hearted and gets along with everybody and loves animals <laughs> and, like, yeah. Except just not, a, just like an awkward teenager. And I'm still just awkward, but less awkward as time goes on. <laughs> Did you like school, though, growing up? Yeah, I was really good at school until I realised I really loved music. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do music, and then it just was like a frustrating obligation. Yeah. But I did really well in school up until that point. <laughs> did your parents kind of push you academically, or was it just kind yeah, of in yeah? Yeah. Um, it was like something that I naturally didn't find too difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like my sister and I were both at school on scholarships, so there was definitely there was some pressure to like maintain that. Yeah. Before music, what was your favorite subject? Japanese. Oh really? Yeah. What about and- it? Um, I thought it was just really structured and the teacher was really gorgeous, like really kind-hearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also really liked English. Oh, did the Japanese side kind of influence you now or is it... Like, I love Japan. Yeah. So I guess so. And your style or... Yeah, yeah, I love Japanese style. Like, I got this in, like, my jacket in Japan oh. and... Yeah, I don't know, like, when I went to Japan last year, we just bought so many clothes. <laughs> What was the first record you bought? I think it was maybe All Day's album. Oh, really? Yeah, with my own money. like That's so full that, circle. And also Azalea Banks. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did like music take a bigger and bigger part of your life? Was there like a turning point? Yeah, I feel I always feel so weird repeating myself about it because I feel <laughs> like I must talk about him so much. But it was going to an All Day concert. I went mm-hmm. and I was like... And when I started listening to his music, I was like, oh my god, this is something that maybe I can do. Yeah. So, yeah. Were you doing music before? Like, did you learn any instruments? Um, when I was really little, I did a little bit of piano. And I was mm-hmm. in, like, school choirs. So, I kind of... I think the choirs probably gave me some confidence that I could sing. 
but it was never like an enjoyable experience. But mm. I knew that I could. Yeah. But it's funny because now I don't think I'm that good of a singer. I think that I'm a good songwriter, but I think my voice is only good for my songs. It's not mm. even that good. <laughs> oh <my> God, no. <laughs> but for like the songwriting aspects, were you like good at writing in general, like stories, yeah. like kind of writing for school? Yeah, I think I was good at writing and communicating. Mm. And then after like the all-day concert, did you just realize that you were able to write songs as well, or how did that yeah, come Yeah, like, at the beginning, you don't have that much confidence in your ability, so, mm -hmm. like, definitely at the beginning, it was just something that I was very scared to show people, um, but I just had a gut feeling that I should stick with it, so I kind of just followed that instinct. Mm -hmm. The early songs, what did you write about? They, um, whenever I write, it's not really about anything in particular, it's just, like, like, stream of consciousness kind mm. of just like a train of thought and then usually at the end I realize what it's about but they were just like about being bored and <laughs> suburban <laughs> what did your parents think of the whole thing initially um my mom didn't and doesn't really get it but I think mm. she's starting to get it and dad was really supportive as oh. well because I think he could see that I was trying to be business-minded about it and like just like I was very serious about it, so he was really supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then to like get into like studios, you were like babysitting before, right? To, yeah. Like, afford it. Yeah. I w it was crazy. Like grade twelve, I would wake up at four a.m., go to babysitting. This is like all during like final exams and oh stuff. Oh my gosh. I'd wake up at four a.m., go to babysitting, and then go to school at like eight thirty, and then school until three, and then from four until seven, I would be tutoring. No, I'd be ba from four to six, I would babysit and then I'd go to a different house and from six to seven, I'd do tutoring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then that was like, so 4 a.m. till 7 p.m. And then I'd get home and I'd work on music <laughs> and then up until like 1 a.m. And I just wouldn't do school work. <laughs> um, but it was so I could save up money and go to the studio. So it was definitely worth it, even mm -hmm. though it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn how to use the studio yourself and everything? Well, I like started off just with garage band on my mm. laptop and then when I went into the studio for the first EP like I was still like learning how it worked so how to record and everything and like how to mix and master songs and now the squirrel <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute Aww. I love squirrels so did you learn this all from like YouTube or like googling online more just from asking the people that I was working with oh. so when I would go into the studio I would like ask them so you already were working with producers at that point? Because you were like sending them demos, right? Yeah, like garage band demos and then all the first EP is like the first songs that I made. Mm -hmm. So that was just going into the studio with stuff that I'd written and then they would just record the vocals. Oh, how did you find like the producers initially? One of them, there's a band in Brisbane called Cub Sport and um, I asked them if they knew anybody who could help me like record a song <laughs> or like actually no first I asked for the, if they knew a guitar teacher and it was this guy called Elliot mm -hmm. and then we did a couple of guitar lessons and I was like Elliot can I show you a demo <laughs> he's like okay and then he um helped me record it in the studio so yeah that was like my first time in the studio and that mm -hmm. was the first song that came out called Suicide Blonde which yeah. was like like I don't, I don't like it anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but that's okay it's like some people still like it actually that's something good that I've learned is like it's a reflection of where you are at the time mm. so you have to just accept it as yeah. that and like you can't always be 
going back and trying to change it because it's going to be what somebody likes right now. Yeah. You wrote your own like press release kind of before it all happened, like sent it all out to all these blogs. And in the morning you woke up like it was oh yeah well everywhere. I didn't I didn't do a press release but I did just like upload it to um actually no you are right you are right because <laughs> I, reminded I did you. I emailed it to um this blog called Pile Rats yeah which is like Perth based well, because I had one pair of headphones <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you reminded me yeah because I had one a pair of headphones from them and I'm like I use these headphones to make my first song like can you premiere it <laughs> and they're like mm, okay <laughs> and they did it so you're exactly right yeah and then like yeah like you said like I just woke up one morning and I had all these emails from like different labels here in America and I was like oh I gotta go to school damn <laughs> it was so weird and you figured it all out yourself like how to write the press release like send it out to well at the very beginning it was only like personally emailing a few different blogs mm -hmm. so it kind of was but pretty quickly I had like a team on board like a manager and a publicist yeah. and stuff like kind of like a few weeks a few days to weeks after I kind of had a full team around oh, me wow. which is insane how do you know that they were the team you want to work with and you can trust them it's just yeah like at a young age yeah like well I didn't time. end up sticking with the manager that I had at the beginning but I don't know I kind of just had to go for it mm -hmm. what did you learn from like being with them early on do you think you like went into it all too quickly or do you think you should have like waited longer before you had a team um I wouldn't change anything yeah, I think it's all been good lessons. Nothing crazy bad has happened, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't think it happened too quickly. It mm -hmm. did happen very quickly, but I wouldn't change it. I don't know. Yeah, and then how long after did you sign with like the American team that you have? Uh, not for a while. Like we were talking to labels for like a year or two, mm -hmm. but um, we did like distribution before we signed a record deal. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how the first EP came out. Yeah. Yeah. How do you realize that you wanted to be with them? Um, the contract is good. Like, <laughs> that's kind of it. <laughs> and was this after, like, the, the Google ad, they did the Pixel phone, right? They used your song, or was this... Yeah, so, I mean, the deal was signed, like, before that, but they announced it with that Google ad. Oh. It's tricks of the trade. <laughs> Damn, what was your reaction when you saw that come out? I was so... I was like, whoa, like cool because <laughs> you didn't this know is... it was for google right you just thought it was like for a tech company yeah this, like this guy online. messaged me on facebook and he's like it's in my mall rap page and he's like i work for a major tech company and we need like a song approved now like what's your management's number and i was like oh whatever like this seems so dodgy mm -hmm. but i gave him my manager's email which i do like all the time if someone's kind of like I don't know, I just don't want to keep dealing with them. So I'm like, here's my manager's email, like, yeah. email him. <laughs> but, yeah, and then it was a Google ad, and it was, like, really good. <laughs> what do you love so much about Fergie? She's, like, a oh. part of, like, yeah. inspiration. Okay, so actually, that's another thing that I listened to when I was little, like, that, oh. and Future Sex Love Sound by Justin Tiblake. <laughs> that was, like, what I listened to when I was getting ready for school. <laughs> so I think that's, like, nostalgic. And also, just like her songs were sick, and Black Eyed Peas is sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you like also like meet Paris Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> These are great questions. Um, yeah. 
when she DJed in Brisbane, my friends and I like waited outside the club. She was DJing out until like 6 a.m. on a Monday. Oh, on a Monday. <laughs> and then we met her and got a photo, and she was so cool and yeah. funny and I nice. I remember said she was funny. I never thought Paris Hilton she's would be like funny. She's got such a cool sense of humor. Yeah, she's really funny. <laughs> I think people think that she's dumb, but she's just pretending to be dumb. Like, yeah. same as the Kardashians, like, they lean into they're that. So, they know everything. I mean, that's why they're like. That's why they're so yeah, rich. They're so yeah. <laughs> they're so smart about it. <laughs> yeah. Have you always been vegan? No. So I went vegan about three-ish years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. What was the turning point for that? I think it was when I started making music and I started meeting a lot of people who were vegan and vegetarian like all day and all their friends. Um, but yeah. before that, I'd, I never really knew anybody. Actually, I didn't know anybody who was vegan. Really? In Australia? Yeah, not in oh. Brisbane. I didn't know anyone. But then I started going to Melbourne to work, and I realized like all these people that I thought were so cool were vegan. I was like, oh, well, it doesn't seem that hard anymore. I'll just give it a go. And it was like the best decision I've ever made. Was it hard for you? No. It was, it was like... actually really easy, because my little sister also went vegan. Oh. Yeah, she's really cool. And did you like move to Melbourne? Yeah, I moved like last year mid last year oh what was the decision for that well brisbane is like really i think the, there were like lots of turning points like so all day and his dj paolo are like two of my best friends and they came up to brisbane for a show and i was hanging out with them and then they left the next day i was like i miss you guys way too much like i cannot be like i felt i just felt like all my best friends lived in melbourne mm -hmm. and then i was like i'm really serious about moving at some point soon and then I was walking, I live on a main road in Brisbane and I was just wearing like a big hoodie and like some funky boots and like it wasn't even that crazy of an outfit but it was definitely like a bit of a stretch for Brisbane, like people mm. don't really wear cool stuff. <laughs> and then this guy just like rolled down his window and started laughing at me and I was like, what? oh, that's so annoying, like you just don't get it. Yeah. And so I was like, nah, I'm just gonna move, I can't yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> um, I wanna be able to wear outfits that I like yeah. and feel comfortable. Do you consider Sydney? Um, I really like, like, I like Sydney as much as I like Melbourne, but all my friends were in Melbourne, uh, so. yeah. So, yeah, then the next day I, like, applied for a lease, and then I got it the day after that, oh, and then the next week I just out. moved, oh and it was so good. <laughs> but I'll move to LA, like, this year. Yeah, I read about, so it's all, like, all confirmed with their visa Yeah, yeah, I got my visa now. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Do you know when? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do some shows in Australia first. Is it just because like the whole music scene is kind of the same reasons why all they moved here? Yeah, like the actually music scene in Australia is really good, but it's hard to break outside of Australia. Mm -hmm. And I really want to do that. And I also want to write for other artists, like oh. pop stuff. So that's kind of why I want to move. Yeah. Did you always want to write like songwrite for other people? No, I didn't really realize it was a thing for ages. And then I realized that it was and it's something that I could do. Yeah. And I've been like just kind of obsessed with the idea of it when I, since I realized mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of your lyrics you said like angels are looking out for you yeah <laughs> was exactly. that like <laughs> can you explain that I don't really know how to explain it I just feel like I have heaps of angels mm -hmm. and yeah <laughs> but like also I, I think that like do you know much about the ideas of like metaphysics and like laws of attraction? Yeah, but it's, explain it. It's just like the like a good summary is that um, you could think of your thoughts and prayers as like like actual energies, and there's like quite a lot of science to it as well that create 
it turns them from thoughts into physical, like your physical reality. Mm -hmm. And I think there's lots of different ways that different religions explain that. So like a lot of religions have the idea of angels like being kind of the physical answer to the prayer, like they're the mm. ones that make it happen. Oh, oh, I see, yeah. So like I kind of drift between all sorts of different beliefs, but I think that angels are like that, mes they're like a really beautiful way of looking at that metaphysical science. Mm. So like, that's what I like about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you're not like religion in that, religious in that sense, right? I think, I, I really think religion is interesting, but mm. I wouldn't say that I'm like a strict one religion. Like, I think they're all just different ideas explaining a very similar thing. Mm -hmm. They're just different ways of like interpreting it. How did you decide on the phrase Hannah Montana of the oh, So that was when I was in school and I was like had was doing all the stuff at school and then in like when I had free time I would go to the studio. So like I kept the two things very separate from each other. So it felt like Miley oh. turning into Hannah and then Hanny turning into Miley. Yeah. But I don't think it applies anymore since I'm not in school anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but did at that point actually what did like your friends around you think about your whole like I thought they career. thought it was like a joke yeah I thought I was I think they thought I was joking and I was like oh well I can't kind of be bothered explaining that I'm not joking <laughs> but they've been really supportive oh, nice. but yeah I don't think they realized mm -hmm. that I was serious <laughs> <laughs> actually sometimes I don't like even now sometimes I don't know when I'm joking or not like <laughs> I think that I don't blame them for thinking it was a joke <laughs> How do you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? Like, I think I've gotten just, I've learned more about how, about the process and about people and stuff. Um, and like production is a main thing that I really love learning about and I've learned so much and like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think just, I've just learned more. Mm -hmm. How about the style itself? I think that every single song that I make pretty much is like a different style to another one. Like. Mm -hmm. Because I used to really worry about that and be like, oh, I'm not, like, I wish I could have one sound for this EP or, like, wish I could, like, know what genre this is. But then I realised that I like albums that have lots of different sounding songs on them and that my writing style for vocals is, like, the thread that kind of carries it all so I don't really need to stress about the production and the mm -hmm. sounds because, like, it, when they hear my voice, it'll know that, they'll, people will know that it's my song. Mm -hmm. What would you say have been your like inspirations for a music video? I feel like it's very like a Mulrat type of music video. Oh yeah, <laughs> for my music videos. Yeah. Well, like the earlier ones, I like just me like downloading videos from YouTube and then like scrapping them together, kind of like Lana Del Rey video games and like some oh, of her yeah. early videos, except like more '90s maybe, mm -hmm. more cartoon stuff in them, and like I love like '90s fashion. I'm always like watching like videos for the from the 90s just for the fashion mm. but for more recent stuff um i don't know i like so many different things i really love travis scott's videos oh they're so good yeah and all lana's videos are still mm -hmm. so cool were you going by other names before mall rat no oh that was like the first stuff yeah yeah and how did you come up with that again well like grace was taken so i had to of something <laughs> and then um and then there's a song by the Orwells called Mall Rats La 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 and when I heard it it just like reminded me of like a really angsty teen movie and I was like well that's how I feel right now <laughs> so that's perfect and yeah did you ever think of going by your full name 
Nah. No. Shore is like such a boring last <laughs> name, it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> How do you think you've grown as a person since when you were younger? Like, I think I've become more assertive and better at saying like no and telling mm. people what I want and like being thinking about business stuff. I can't believe how beautiful all these flowers are. Oh yeah, they're so, <laughs> so manicured. <laughs> yeah, I think I've just become like better at being in, like in charge. Mm -hmm. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Um, well, since music, since I started doing music, it feels like everything has just been a breeze. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of, I haven't really had any crazy issues since then. But I've def like it's just been like learning experiences. Mm -hmm. Nothing really bad. Yeah. What does success look like to you? Um. I feel successful right now. I just hope that I can do it on a bigger scale. So like, my, I'm doing my dream job, which is music, and I'm traveling with it. And I've, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm surrounded by people that I love. So I hope that I can just do it on a bigger scale and like travel to different parts of the world and have mm -hmm. like fill bigger rooms with fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just this on a bigger scale. <laughs> what does love mean to you? Did you say love? Yeah. Um, I think it's just like unconditional and it's not about, yeah, just what does it mean to me? I don't know. I think I love everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, have you seen Nathan for you? No. Oh my god. It's then I won't bother referencing it. <laughs> but you should watch it. Do you have any people here have? <laughs> yeah. It's it's if you've watched it, it reminds me of that episode where. Um, he's going to the horse riding stable and they're trying to um, let obese people ride horses mm. and they figure out this really like extremely complex way of doing it oh and then gosh. he's telling the lady who owns the stable that this is going to be her legacy and she's like I mean like there are a lot of things that I hope to be remembered for like <laughs> my like how well I did in competitions and like my family's like no 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 this is your legacy this will be your only legacy <laughs> yeah I don't know, I don't really mind if people... I hope that people just still like the songs. Mm -hmm. that, and they can still find them special. Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so oh. much. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>